1: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Indian Empire, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous— And uh, for the FBI agents out there listening, uh, you know, that's what that's what we're about. And you can add us to your domestic terrorist list. I'm pleased to have on the show back this week is Deborah Hawley. She is a uh, great conservative activist from Orange County. She's now become an attorney, and I, I just hate to see a, a, a good conservative go bad like that. Uh, she is the founder and president of the Conservative Patriots of Orange County. They and you can find them on the internet. They have they have great meetings, uh, I think, in Santa Ana. And she was a council member for the city of Villa Park, Villa Park, Villa Park uh, for a number of, for four years.
2: Eight, years, eight, eight. Years.
1: eight,
3: and we say it Villa,
1: Villa, Villa, Villa Park. And she was in the Air Force. You you know, Deborah, as I was working to, as I was preparing for this show, and I was saying, well, okay, well, there's lots of stuff going on. There's always things to talk about, but there's so much going on. What is the, what should the focus of this week's show be? Uh, They pulled back the indictment of Donald Trump, at least temporarily. We'll see whether that case even, uh, and your case even goes forward. The borders wide open. We're pouring money and weapons into Ukraine, depleting our own arsenals, and we're using up stuff faster than we can make it. And we are going to talk about we are going to talk about that. Fentanyl killing hundred thousand plus Americans. The, uh, Biden is or whoever selects his appointments, former are appointing judges, they don't have a clue about the law. There was this one this week where he was asked about the uh, Brady rule. <laughs> And the Brady rule is a Supreme Court decision that requires the prosecution turn over exculpatory evidence to the defense. And the guy had not a clue to what it was. So, well, maybe it has something to do with uh, the Second Amendment. Probably thinking of uh, the last name Brady, I forget his first name, who was worked for Ronald Reagan and was, uh, and was wounded in the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan has become an anti-Second Amendment activist ever since. Yeah. yeah. See,
4: see, all these things and I I I could go
1: on. And mm-hmm. the level and depth and breadth of the assault on our country is staggering and it's it's like there's a giant sci-war psy operation against the people. You're getting bat- you get in battered, you hit this way and this way and this way and this way. And a lot of people I think just don't know what to do or they just kind of accept all of this as the new normal. Now I just one more thing. There's a whole series of cases in the last two weeks mm-hmm. where the pilots have become incapacitated. Mm-hmm. There was just one a, a Southwest flight mm-hmm. this week. The pilot became incapacitated after takeoff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, so I guess the theme of this is, and you can jump, I'm going to give you a chance to jump in, is... What does a freedom-loving, America-loving American do in the face of this concerted assault on our country?
3: Well, I'll tell you, Greg. <laughs> you know, you list all these things, and it is very overwhelming. There's no doubt about that. It's one of the problems that CPOC, Conservative Patriots of Orange County, has had when we're determining, you know, what action items we want to get involved in. Because these are all pretty serious-minded Uh, researchers, writers, and activists. These are very serious-minded individuals, many attorneys. We have many doctors. We have many professionals that are part of the CPOC organization. Uh, And it's so overwhelming. And even the things you list today as we're taping this, and I think most people know that you tape it a, a day or so before you're actually airing it, those things will change by the time you actually even air it. What is important? So we're always chasing maybe the next shiny object, and some of these things are nothing more than just shiny objects to detract us from the real issues that are at hand and that our, and that our freedoms are being eroded. That's really what's what's happening right there. Uh, some of us, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting there looking at, you know, what's going on with President Trump, you know, maybe being arrested on Tuesday. That was the big rumor that was flying around last weekend. And on Monday, and of course, Tuesday came and went. I have friends of mine who were in the air, traveling from one spot to another, landed, called me, hey, is the world, you know, what's happening? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Is it a shiny object? No, but I think divulging that there was probably withholding of, of exculpatory evidence uh, and some accusations that there was prosecutorial misconduct didn't put that thing on hold. But was that for real or not? You know, or is that just, what has become lawfare? And as an attorney, we're paying a lot more of attention to what's happening with so many lawsuits. Everywhere you turn, there are lawsuits. There's lawfare. And you were talking about, you know, Biden not knowing, you know, what, what the, the Brady rule from James Brady, by the way. Okay. From James Brady. He didn't know about it. Have you ever watched, and I did recently, where they are um, vetting experienced jurists, experienced attorneys for the bench, and they're asking them what is literally, you know, first year law student kind of material, and they can't respond to it. And they're going to be jurists. And I don't know if you paid any attention to, you know, what, what has been happening um, up in, oh gosh, now I can't even remember the name of the university. I was just posting about it because I, I want Stanford. Watched, pardon? Stanford? Stanford University. Yes, thank you. Thank you for refreshing my memory. Stanford University. I'm a member of the Federalist Society, so I sit in on a lot of the Federalist Society briefings and this judge was invited by the Federalist Society to address the law students in at Stanford Law School. Stanford Law School. And and he's a just a reasonable, rational um, highly experienced professional on the bench, and he is being introduced, and as he is preparing to make his remarks and speak to the Federalist Society, these law school students start shouting him down, screaming things at him. I'm not sure he was shocked, because a judge doesn't put up with stuff like that in his courtroom. Yeah. Bailiff would have, would have handcuffs on him and drag him out in a heartbeat, and he'd be escorted back to his chambers pretty quick. But instead of anyone coming to his aid or asking for people to, you know, um, established a quorum in that gathering, this professor or dean of uh, diversity, inclusion or whatever she was, got up there and started chastising this judge for for him causing this disruption because he was there to speak to the Federalist Society. And for those of us You know, who are familiar with the Federalist Society. We're just talking about those who understand the founding principles upon which our Constitution was set and the uh, public discourse that occurred, the arguing, the the struggling with which what is the right direction. That's what happened there. Uh, And so we don't do that anymore. We're not allowed to do that anymore. We're not allowed to have a public discussion and debate that is rational, calm, and de- the purpose of which is to get to the right solution. Shocking to watch. I don't know if you've seen that video. That's an interesting video to watch as well.
1: Oh, I did. Yes. So they prevent they affected, they prevented him from speaking, and yes. there were there were faculty members in the in the room who who remained silent during all of this. And then you mentioned the Dean of Diversity, Inclusion and Equity, uh, gets up and berates him rather than s- restoring order to the room and said, no, we're, we're here to listen to him. If you don't want to listen to him, you don't have to be here. And there'll be an opportunity to ask questions when, when his remarks are over. He'll be happy to take your questions. No. And they effectively prevented this, uh, federal appellate court judge from speaking. And then the, the after this got traction and adverse publicity, the it got even worse. Is the president of the University of Stanford and the dean of the law school issued an apology? No discipline. They didn't fire the dean of diversity. They didn't discipline any of the any of the students involved in this. They just issued an apology, as if that's as if that's the, they'll learn their lesson. They won't do that again. Then the, the the dean of the law school also teaches there. So she goes into her classroom, and the entire the wall, the board, the is, is they, they plastered uh, flyers all over the place. The counter speech is speech, so they had a First Amendment right to disrupt the event, and then they lined. They were wearing these flyers as masks, and they were they lined the corridor going to her classroom uh, as if as gauntlet, and she had to walk past all
3: of these. The intimidation, the, 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 intimid- the intimidation, to intimidate her into into uh, really doing what it, is wrong. First, the First Amendment gives us the right to free speech. It It does not give them the right to disrupt a private event. Federalist society is a private event. Yes, other students were invited to participate into the event, not to disrupt and, and completely destroy that event. All of those members that had invited and were there to hear this discussion were prevented from being edified by an experienced judge who was going to teach them how to do their job well. <laughs> Instead, we, they're learning how to just be bullies, be bullies. And, and that is somehow, you know, might makes right. No, that is, that goes against it. That means, that means that we're not protecting the least among us and those un, those unpopular opinions. That's what we're, that's what it's all about in, the, in America. And, and they're destroying that. You have to go along with the gang, with the, with the bullies. Um, it's very much, it's very much communism. You better be part of the commune. You better be part of the group think. Or you will be completely excommunicated and, and your livelihood could be destroyed. Yes.
1: And these, and the, Stanford is one of the leading, at least it has been, one of the leading yeah. law schools in the country. Now, I don't know that you get any better legal education there, but. <sighs> Because of its prestige, because of its because of who goes there and its reputation, then those are the ones that they go on. They get the prestigious clerkships with uh, federal appellate court judges, and then potentially with the Supreme Court justices. They get big salaries to go into major law firms. They end up as judges. Um So, really, these are your future judges.
3: Hopefully, not. But you know, but they will be. See, they will be. I know. Just so I'm sitting there looking at Stanford's uh, bar pass rates, and it's taken a little bit of a dive. You know, I'm here in Orange County, and I'm literally 10 minutes from Chapman University and the Fowler School of Law, where the quite spectacular John Eastman essentially established the Fowler School of Law. He's one of the top constitutional attorneys. Attorneys in the entire country, not Orange County, not California, the entire country. And he's all been run out of, he was run out of the Valor School of Law, not necessarily by the law school students or by the dean uh, or by the uh, leaders there, but by the rest of the faculty and other students. It's interesting because I'll run into, you know, students that are wearing the Chapman uh, University logo. And I will notice and I will ask them, are you really a, a law student there? The students at Chapman University, at least the ones I've had a chance to interact with, are very distressed at the fact that a dean or a you know, the constitutional law professor that they held in such high regard has as being attacked by in this manner by the California bar.
1: Right. And they're they're seeking to pull it because he re- assisted Donald Trump and gave him advice regarding uh contesting the 2020 election. They're trying to pull pose- his law license as a a message to everyone else to not contest a Democrat Party vote fraud. (laughs) We need to take a pause here. Okay. And hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this.
5: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do. And that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own. Or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about. And whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape, California... I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855 855- 2020 640 one last time, day or night. Toll-free area code eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
4: Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate.
0: AM 590, the
1: answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the and Empire. Pleased to have on the show this week, Deborah Polly, a great conservative activist from Orange County. She unfortunately took a little turn for the worse when she became an attorney, but I, I, I still think she's. I still think she's still basically a good person. She is, she hasn't been an attorney that long. I'm not <laughs> sure she's how much legal work she she has done at this point. So we'll, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, she's the president and founder of the Conservative Patriots of Orange County. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the news has been about the uh, possible criminal charges against Donald Trump, and. Here is Donald Trump really explaining what's going on.
0: Never forget everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. If I renounced my beliefs, which I won't do, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home, if I said that a corrupt election was wonderful, the persecution would stop immediately. They'd say, good luck. Let's go on to the next victim. But I can't do that because I love our country far, far too much. And remember, they're coming after me because I'm standing up for you. And they're coming after you. Believe me, they're coming
2: up for you.
1: The uh, was a supposed criminal justice system. And no system is perfect. It's all run by humans. And as if you get into the practice of law, Deborah, you know you'll learn that um, you never know what someone else, the judge or a juror, is going to do with information and the people involved in the case. It's a, it's a human enterprise. But, at least, on some level, it was supposed to try to bring about justice. You got competing lawyers one each trying to win the case, and somehow, through that, the truth is going to come out. sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't but what we what we have now, and the change has been very rapid, is a corrupt, politicized, and weaponized legal system. I think it really began under Obama and has accelerated since then. They operate on the principle enunciated by Stalin's secret police chief, Lavrenti Beria. Show me the man, and I'll find the crime. (laughs) And a little bit what's interesting, and not many people have commented on this, is since 2015, when Donald Trump became a serious candidate. They, they dismissed him at first. He's, he's just he's just a sh- he's just doing this for publicity and for show. Once they realized he was a serious candidate. Since then, the Democrat Party, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the Biden campaign, the mainstream media, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the, the Mueller investigation, Democrat State attorneys general, local Democrat, district attorneys, probably foreign intelligence agencies have been trying to find or invent a crime this man committed. And thus far, they haven't come up with one. They may may very well. There's a number of, of investigations to get to trying to get him before the 2024 election. But. Can you imagine any any other politician in Washington, if you unleashed that level of investigation on their entire lives by partisan p- p- uh, prosecutors of the opposite party, how many of them would be unindicted?
3: Very few. Almost all of them would be indicted. <laughs> you know, they've all, first of all, we've all done probably one or two things wrong in our lives. I'm pretty sure of it. It's remarkable that he has withstood everything that he has. The attacks have actually what, – what do they say? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Honestly, with Donald Trump, I believe that's the case. The more they attack him – by they, I'm talking about all of those that you – you know, lined up. But in addition to the Democrats, the rhinos within our own party, those Republicans in name only, who are globalists and never Trumpers in Orange County, we have them at the helm right here, and at the helm in the California Republican Party, they're leading things. They do not like him because he is rocking their boat, uh, and that's not the kind of thing that they want. One of the things he said in that particular clip that really struck me, because I talk about this often, The one of the jobs of your elected official at every level, no matter what, your elected official is to be the first line of defense from an overreaching government from on high. So if you've got a city council, you've got a city council that's got a bunch of mandates that's coming down from the state, or let's go even county board of supervisors with mandates that are coming down from the state that don't mesh with what your reality is here on the ground or what is in the best interests Of the constituents that they're supposed to represent, they are supposed to be that first line of defense to stop it. And, you know, Trump has been in that position at a much the highest level I've ever seen, where he has been the first line of defense for the patriotic America first constituents, the citizens here that are watching what's happening, and he is speaking on their behalf. He's standing in the gap on their behalf. And the fact of the matter of these things that are happening to him, the attacks that he's having to withstand, the raids on his private residences to find who knows what, uh, and the, the lawfare. This is lawfare. There, it, it's, a, it's war, but it's done through the courts that you're kind of referring to here if it can happen to someone with his stature and his level of experience and importance, imagine what would happen to the average citizen, you know, and well, let's take that to the J6 political prisoners. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, they are an example of what happens to the average citizen. There are some of them have been held without charges, without any valid uh, evidence really against them. And as it's coming out, as it's, finally coming out, we're seeing that it's not valid at all. This Saturday in Seal Beach here, you know, near the coast in Orange County, there's going to be a rally in support of Trump and also in support of these J6 political prisoners. It is shocking to me that in the United States of America, we would actually have individuals who are political prisoners? That we would actually have an Air Force veteran. See, I, I connect very closely with the Air Force veteran who was, because I'm an Air Force veteran, shot inside and un, uh, un wrongfully <laughs> murdered inside our nation's capital. And there have been absolutely, there's been absolutely nothing done to rectify that, or for for uh, criminal charges to be brought against someone who overreacted. Obviously, overreacted when you look at the video footage. So we've got a real serious situation, and I, I don't know what else to say about that other than it's amazing that Trump is doing what he's doing, and he is doing it for all of us. And I'm just personally very grateful.
1: Alan Dershowitz wrote an article this last week uh, entitled "Indicting Trump Would Be Targeted Injustice," and he quotes uh, former Supreme Court Justice Robert Jackson, who said that. Uh, With the law books filled with a great assortment of crimes, a prosecutor stands a fair chance of finding at least a technical violation of some act on the part of almost anyone. And that was, he was around in the forties and fifties, maybe early sixties. And how much, I mean, how, and how many more laws are there now? There was a, there was a book published about 2010 uh, entitled three felonies a day. And the author postulated that. Given the breadth of the laws and the regulations uh, that flow from the laws, and that violation of the regulations is a criminal offense, he figures that most Americans commit three felonies a day. And what that does is, then, is when you become an enemy of the regime, they can target you. And like Justice Jackson said, or as Laurenti Beria said, they can find a crime on almost Anyone, and the law then becomes an instrument of tyranny. He, uh, Alan Dershowitz, closes his article, uh, his article by quoting a, a South American dictator who said that, "For my friends, everything; for my enemies, the law." That's all the time we have for this half of United IE Radio. Stay tuned. Back after this.
5: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape, California... I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman
4: and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate.
1: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Indian Empire, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. We're talking about uh, all the really the concerted assault on our country in so many ways by so many different institutions. But there was was something that caught my eye this past week that kind of warmed my heart and gave me some more hope. And this was an encounter in the streets of D.C., in the heart of the swamp. And Anthony Fauci and the D.C. mayor uh, Muriel something, something, I don't remember her name, we're out going door to door trying to get people to take the vax. And this is, and this, is, this, is, where, this, is this is a poor neighborhood. And just pick it up from here as one, as one of the people they were trying to convince to take the vax.
6: People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot. And miraculous time, it takes years to but create vaccination. Well, it, it used inspecting. to take years. Okay, yeah. it used to. It you know how? Take you years.
5: know how many years we're invested in this in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to years do it. now, no.
6: And nine months is definitely not uh-uh. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination yeah. that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason
3: I'm talking to you right now, well, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like
6: the common flu, then, right?
2: And, and not like, not it's like much the more
6: therapy. serious than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people. Annually, yeah. too. You, you know how many
5: people of died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans.
6: Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you are given that died, that's that, once again, that's you all's number.
2: You going to pass.
6: Yeah, definitely. So, right. Right. Because when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something, yeah. else, something I, else going it on. Is with that. Going yeah, on with something it is something else right. going on. You're right. But
2: here. I'm glad millions of people, like me and almost everybody here, didn't get an. Did you know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that's well, no, I, I won't well, keep it's doing it's anymore. It's
6: okay because my, my, uh, my, my incentive, y'all, campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is.
1: And you don't hear it on the radio obviously but the video clip from this audio we got that from was actually goes back to his car and pops some kind of pill
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i really enjoyed the videos so much you you said you, you know you pre-sent the videos and i screened them real quick and and this one in particular this this Novak's guy is just your normal Everyday citizen. He's he's got the mayor, Mayor Muriel Bowser from Washington, D. Or from DC, standing there at his front door with Dr. Fauci, I would personally love to be in this man's shoes, but he handled it way better than I would have because he was just letting them have it. Normal man, common sense. He's laying out everything that we all know to be true. And as they're telling him, don't believe you're lying, you know, your lying brain, your lying eyes, your lying research, you're lying what you've heard. He's like, no, he's coming right back at him. And these are experienced, supposedly highly educated people. You know, it reminds me of, you know, when you send an, an uneducated person into this this group of folks that have got utopia of the brain, whatever. They don't know how to handle somebody that just is speaking common sense. He was absolutely beautiful. Uh, and what he, he nailed it, you know, this is inciting with fear. And then he was just not gonna live in fear. He was as bold as could be standing there on his front porch Going back at the mayor and this Dr. Fauci that we've all been seeing on, you know, national, probably international television for forever as being this great, you know, think tank brain trust. And you and I, you know, at this point, you know, everything that Fauci said has been disproven constantly. I still have people constantly telling me, yeah, I was fully vaccinated, got COVID. I was fully vaccinated. My husband was fully vaccinated. I got COVID. He didn't. And they're both alive. So, you know, <laughs> and then I've got friends who've never been vaccinated. I'm a pure blood myself, um, you know. So this this campaign of fear worked. It's not working as well anymore. When they even started talking about it, by the way I'm talking about in the state of California, Newsom started talking about we need to start having some lockdowns again. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, after the election, we all kind of knew that heading into the election, we were going to have all of the restraints lifted. So we'd forget. And people do have short memories. It's a little unfortunate. People do have short memories. But um, afterwards, after the election and things were nice and peaceful, he was talking again. And everybody's like, not happening. You know, that's that game is not playing. We're not playing that game again. Most citizens. There are a few. You still see them. You know who they are. I like it when they identify themselves for me. They're wearing their mask for no apparent reason. Like, okay, I know where you're coming from, and I don't need to have much of a conversation with you. Anyway, he was terrific. This guy. Yeah. One of the things, and and one of the reasons why it uh, warmed my heart and gave
1: me and gave me greater hope is the the COVID vaccine. The entire COVID uh, saga was unparalleled. Propaganda through all media and government communication channels, coupled with censorship, the, the most censorship we've ever seen of, of, of anything in the United States of America, through social media and keeping any dissenting voices, even highly qualified people' voices off the air and keeping them from reaching the public. Yet this guy who is and I don't know what his level of education is, he's probably not a I suspect he's probably not a college graduate. Um. somehow enough of the information got through to him, coupled with a little common sense. And I love when he said, you know, when you're paying people to take the vax, there's something else going on. And that was uh, and that was a a fantastically good insight from someone. Again, I suspect has is not is not doesn't have the highest level of
3: of of education. And talk about old fashioned -fashioned common sense. Good old old fashioned common sense trumps sometimes the highest levels of education. You know, one of the things that we don't discuss too often is how the government actually deputized businesses to enforce. They were deputizing businesses by basically threatening to shut them down if they didn't comply, force their employees to comply with all kinds of crazy mandates that were coming down. So it wasn't, you know, if, when they couldn't get people, normal people like this gentleman to comply, they, through the use of government or media or other sorts of threats, uh, they used businesses, their livelihoods. To Mm -hmm. force and that. That's when it starts getting scary. But the fact that um, because we all need to be able to, you know, pay for our where we're living and pay for electricity and and Wi-Fi at this point, you got to have Wi-Fi or you can't function at all. But it is so encouraging when you run into and I have run into so many individuals who you would think didn't get it. But they were getting it all along. And so it's so important for radio programs like yours, Greg, and others that speak boldly these truths because it confirms. It's not necessarily that we're saying anything new. This guy already said it. He said it beautifully. It's just confirming for all of those who are maybe on the fence or not too sure. Am I getting this or could I have been? So, um, so innocent and blind to what was happening to me that I was led astray by my own government. It's a really difficult thing for many people to come to terms with, myself included, that, that my government would lie to me, but they would. And we need to, we need to come to terms to with, to that. And, you know, maybe we don't always trust government. Reagan used to say it. I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we should look at that with some jaundiced eyes. That, and that's that, that's an excellent point. When
1: Reagan said that, I think that what he meant was, yeah, the the guy from the government who says I'm here to help really intends to help, but because it's government, is it isn't going, it's not going to work out. It's it's much more likely to make things worse. But what I think we have now, and it's illustrated by the COVID response of lockdowns masks when they knew those things were not working mass censorship pushing this uh, experimental vax on people which we're still we see- were I think we're still we haven't seen the full range of the ramifications of this in terms of fertility in terms of uh, we talked about the pilots that are uh, oh. collapsing during flight the mm-hmm. last fall the FAA rela- it wasn't it didn't get a lot of publicity the FAA relaxed the medical standards for heart problems for pilots, they had to, otherwise they were going to lose, otherwise the airlines would have to, would be, would be decimated with pilots out because of, of heart problems. So today, I think if you look at the full range of what's going on, we've talked about some of the things here on this show. The guy from the government no longer intends to help you. The guy from the government, the government itself, intends to harm the people. It intends, they intend to, impu- they intend to roll back our freedom, erase our borders, erase our country. And at least on the Democrat side, the Republican we talk about the Republican side. They aim to build a one party state. And I think that and I asked my guest last week about this, and I'm going to ask the question, and then I'll give you a chance to answer it when we come back on the other side of the break, is I think if if and when an honest history of this time is written, historians will puzzle about why the leaders and elites of Western countries, such as the United States, Europe, turned against their countries, their people, and the principles that made those countries great, free, and prosperous, and brought to the world unprecedented progress in freedom, self-government, science, prosperity, longevity, health, what have you. And they turned against it. And I think that, and you, I'll give you a chance to answer on the other side of the break, is why that is happening but first, we're going to hear from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and
4: roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision.
1: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. And before we go back to our guest this week, I want to remind everyone of the upcoming Unite IE Conservative Summit on April 29th. It's a Saturday at the Doubletree in Ontario. And we have a great lineup of speakers and we're getting more of them. We include Pastor Jack Hibbs, Sebastian Gorka, Brandon Tatum, who took over for Larry Elder, uh, Sheriff Villanueva, former sheriff from Los Angeles County on a law enforcement panel, economist Stephen Moore. It's going to be a great event and a great chance to network with fellow conservatives and patriots. So you, you can go to the website for this station, am590theanswer.com. There's a banner at the top of the page. Follow the clicks and you can purchase tickets for this great event. Before the break, I asked, I posed the question, why have the elites and rulers of Western countries, including the United States, turned against their countries and the principles that made those countries great, free, and prosperous? And I'm kind of scratching my head at that and have thought about that. Um, now that Deborah's had it, a couple of minutes to think about it, what is your
3: brilliant answer? <laughs> that is one loaded question. Uh, you know, you, you, you prefaced all of it by saying that when— Historians look back on this point in time in history, and it's not just American history, we're talking about a global history, that they're going to puzzle. And I do believe they will puzzle. Uh, how did this happen? Well, people look back and say, How did Hitler happen? How did that happen? How did we allow that to happen? And we, at that time, it's never going to happen again. You know, we're not going to allow that to happen again. And yet history repeats itself over and over and over again. You know, 9-11 happened. Well, we're never going to forget. Well, we've already forgotten. You know, 20, 20, 22 years later, everybody's already forgotten. Uh, People don't know their history, and that's why these things are capable of happening again. That's why, you know, the uh, leftists get in there and rewrite history so that our children don't even understand true genuine history. A part of true genuine history can come, I'm I'm a woman of faith, and so I will look at Old Testament scripture uh and find that nothing is new under the sun. Absolutely nothing is new under the sun. We're still seeing the same kinds of um struggles. Men make mistakes, women make mistakes, uh and there's a it's a. it's a it's a spiritual warfare, quite yeah. frankly. Between good and evil. And so uh, the elites and the leaders are led astray by those that they're supposed to trust. I mean, I think at one point, and I think very highly of Trump, he's not a stupid man. He's educated. He's a brilliant businessman. You know, he was misled by Fauci. You know, you've got your team of advisors around you. Uh, and those advisors, and you're listening to them. Who else are you going to listen to? He's not a subject matter expert on variology and and how we're supposed to deal with a pandemic. Who who has a pre- pandemic presented to them to deal with on a regular basis? What president? Let
1: me stop you there. Let me stop you All there. Right. It's, a, it's an important point, and I'm a supporter of Donald Trump. But I think it illustrates maybe one of his weaknesses that I don't know, I don't know if he gets a second term, he can correct it is it was apparent to me very early on that Fauci was the enemy. And Donald Trump either didn't realize it or didn't do anything about it. And what he should have done is not fire Fauci, like some people said, because that would make Fauci a martyr, but rather would have been to expand the range of expert opinion around him, dilute Fauci in in a pool of other better qualified experts and then you have a a basis to say well the, these eminent professors of virology and epidemiology and and medicine are now recommending these things you put them out in front of the public so that that could have been that could have that could have and should have been managed better and i think that's a kind of an error donald trump is a i think is a more intuitive person i think he is he does he, things by the gut or by the seat of his pants more than other people. And that's one of his strengths. But I think in terms of how the COVID, what happened with the
3: COVID, it's one of his weaknesses as well. I felt that way too, but it's really easy when you're on the outside looking in or hindsight is you know, is 2020, it's interesting this all, you know, all this stuff kind of started in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it is to me anyway. But uh, I, I would agree with you. Uh, it was pretty obvious to us from the outside, but he's in the middle of it with a lot of decisions to be made. Um, there were certainly a lot of medical professionals who were saying opposite things, but they were being suppressed externally. How does he, how does he fight that at the same time, um, you know, as he's being told one thing? How does he bring in other people? How does he know where those other people are supposed to be coming from when they're all being discredited for not going with the marching orders? You've got a global effort going on. This is happening globally. It's pretty hard not to think, whoa, wait a minute, am I so smart? And, you know, everybody says he's so arrogant. If he was truly arrogant, he would say, I'm way too smart to be listening to this. But I think most of us within six weeks or so, when we saw how data was being presented, without it being presented in context and in a skewed fashion, realized that we were being played. I I want to talk a little bit. You were I I want to kind of go back. To how you started this entire program with how overwhelming all the different issues that are coming at the average citizen are. There are so many of them. Which one do you attack first? And we have run into this problem with CPOC. And so instead of trying to do all things at the same time, we have focused in and created committees on the key issues one of those being election integrity, uh, which is an important issue, one of those being education and what is happening in the education community, and the other being health those mandates for for uh, masks and vaccine mandates, which could rear their ugly head any minute there's things they haven 't given that up completely they they have found it to be effective for some individuals, so I just kind of wanted to get back to that a little bit. Because one of the silver linings of having everyone locked down and everyone basically conducting their business from their home is these, this lens that has been trained, this remote laptop lens that has been trained to the public classrooms. We, you know, I, my children are not in school anymore. And we've discussed earlier, I don't even know if you have children. But those of us of a certain age are shocked when we see what is taking place in the classrooms. And even parents who are 20 or 30 years younger who have young kids are shocked by it, even as they have been someone influenced by this slow process. You and I both know enough about history, real world history, to understand that this is how communism works, this is how it's most effective, is as they go after the children. They go after the kids and they have gone after the kids and now we're seeing, uh, we're, we're because of what happened. I think they didn't factor for that, that parents would be paying attention to what was happening in the classroom and realize The history I learned is not being taught. Uh, Instead, they're being taught all these crazy different genders that they're supposed to accept and that children have actually been transgendered in the public schools with I'm talking right here in Orange County in the state of California. you think it's crazy without parental knowledge or consent as a result of that. I think there is a lot of hope because a whole new group of individuals that are younger and have been perhaps less likely to get involved are suddenly becoming involved. And those of us that have done this dance before that are of a certain age are in uh, the best position to help them along, figure out how, how do you fight? And not be intimidated by this leftist animal that will come at you if you speak an opposite word. And that's kind of what Trump was up against, because anybody who spoke an opposite word to Fauci was it tra- tr- was just trampled and discredited and shut up and, and threatened with their livelihoods as well. And we've got tons of stories about that. This is uh your questions got me thinking. I hope it has other people thinking, because historians are not gonna look favorably upon the leaders who gave in, instead of doing what they should be doing, being our first line of defense from an overreaching government.
1: No, history, history is never kind to traitors. And, that's, <laughs> and, that's, and, and, and that's, that's a strong word, but that is what our rulers are. They are traitors to the principles and our country and our people. Um, who remember, I mean, just you talk about memory, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. They intentionally did an open air burn of highly toxic chemicals, poisoning the land, poisoning the people there. It's now mostly forgotten. It's out of the news. And the government cares not for these people. Um,
3: shiny object. The shiny object was Ukraine.
1: Oh, it, it, it absolutely is. They always have a shiny object. But, you, but, but I do I, I agree with your approach is find what you can do. Yeah, there's so much, you know, can I, can I stop, can I stop the border? No, I know. Can I secure the border? I can't do that. But, but find the things that you can do because everybody can do something. And we're coming up. There's one more video or one more clip that we're going to play. It's from Tulsi Gabbard is going out of this. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to wish everyone. Thank you, Deborah, for being on the show and thank you for listening and uh, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE radio. We're going to close with
4: uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You've done so much, but where do you hope to go?
2: Thank you. First of all, Um, I don't take your words lightly because I know they're not shared lightly. Mm -hmm. Life is precious. There was a big sign at uh, the camp where we were at when we were in Iraq, and it was at the gate um, where uh, all of our security patrols went in and out of every day. And this sign read in big block letters is today the day. And it hit me like a ton of bricks the first time I saw it. And I saw it most days for the year that we were there. And it was that ever-present reminder that any day could be our last. And that was just as true for us there as it is for us as we sit here tonight. Life is short and my goal is... Uh, to make the very most of the time that I've been blessed with, um, to dedicate my life into service, uh, to serving God.
4: Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
5: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo.
4: Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate.
0: AM 590, the answer